Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in 2 Samuel chapter 11 again. This is the account of David and Bathsheba. Yesterday we talked about how he was not where he was supposed to be. He wasn't at war. He was at home. He saw something he shouldn't have seen, and instead of turning from it, he inquired about it, and then he sent and had Bathsheba brought to him, and he lay with her, and she became pregnant. Now we're going to bring her husband, Uriah, into the story today. Verse 6 and following. So David sent word to Joab, send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked how Joab was doing and how the people were doing and how the war was going. David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. And Uriah went out of the king's house and there followed him a present from the king. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his Lord and did not go down to his house. When they told David, Uriah did not go down to his house. David said to Uriah, have you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah dwell in booths. And my Lord Joab and the servants of my Lord are camping in an open field. Shall I then go to my house and eat and drink and lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do this thing. But David said to Uriah, remain here today also, and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. And David invited him and he ate in his presence and drank so that he made him drunk. And in the evening, he went out to lie on his couch with the servants of his Lord, but he did not go down to his house. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab, sent it by the hand of Uriah. In the letter, he wrote, set Uriah in the forefront of the hardest fighting and then draw back from him that he may be struck down and die. And as Joab was besieging the city, he assigned Uriah to the place where he knew there were valiant men. And the men of the city came out and fought with Joab, and some of the servants of David among the people fell. Uriah the Hittite also died. Skip down to verse 26. When the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she lamented over her husband. And when the mourning was over, David sent and brought her to his house. She became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. This is really incredible. As we said yesterday, David is the standard bearer for an Israelite king. He is a man after God's own heart. He treated Saul with patience and compassion and honor, even though Saul was trying to kill him. He treated a descendant of Saul, Mephibosheth, in Steve's devotion a couple days ago, with great compassion. And this standard bearer for an Israelite king, he's supposed to be a representative of the one true God, is just completely failing right now. This is just utter evil. And he has fallen into sin big time. Not only did he take a woman who wasn't his wife and get her pregnant, but now he needs to try to cover it up with the death of her husband. Well, the first thing he does is he tries to bring Uriah home from war and give him an ample opportunity to go and be with his wife. And his thought there is, well, if Uriah is with his wife when she turns up pregnant, Everyone's going to know that it was his child, and no one's going to question anything about my involvement, and I'll be good to go. But Uriah is such a good soldier. He's such a faithful soldier that he refuses because his his buddies are out on the battlefield laying in an open field. 
and the Ark of the Covenant of God is in a tent. He's like, I'm not going down to my house to be with my wife. How can I do that? There's a war going on. So he stays on the doorstep of the king's castle and uh, doesn't go down to his wife. Then the next night, David keeps him around, gets him drunk. It didn't work the first night. Maybe if I get him drunk, he'll go down and be with his wife and then everything will be fine. But again, Uriah doesn't go down and lay with his wife. And so David is still exposed here. So finally, David takes it to the the highest level of intensity. And he sends a note to Joab, who's the commander of the army. He sends the, the note in Uriah's hand. And the note says, basically, put Uriah in a position where he will be killed. And sure enough, Uriah is killed. After his wife finds out and finishes mourning, she comes into David's house and becomes his wife. This is very bad. And, and the most unnerving part of this text is the very last sentence that says, but the Lord knew what happened and it displeased him. Friends, here's the thing. Sin begets sin. We talked about the anatomy of sin yesterday, how you can just kind of slip into it small step by small step by small step, and pretty soon you're in over your head. Well, once you're in over your head, then you're starting to just try to cover that up with other sin and other sin. So he commits adultery, and now he needs to murder the husband of the woman that he was with. And this is spinning out of control for David. Well, we're going to learn as time goes forward about consequences that Israel and David had to suffer because of this terrible thing that David did, their leader, their standard bearer for a king. What we're also going to learn is that there has to be a better king. There has to be somebody else who not only just has a God's own heart, but falls into sin, but somebody who is perfect and blameless and holy, somebody who can meet God's righteous and holy and perfect standard. And there's only one, and his name's Jesus Christ, and they call him the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He's going to come and live perfectly. He's going to die sinlessly. And when we put our faith and trust in him, that perfection and that death can be attributed to our account. We can stand holy and blameless before God. Isn't the gospel glorious? Isn't it wonderful that even though every one of us, guys, is like David, I don't know, I've never committed adultery, I've never murdered anyone, but I've hated people, I've lusted, I've sinned in other ways. We're all guilty before the Lord, and we need somebody to stand in our place so that that guilt and that sin and that shame doesn't separate us from God forever. Lord, thanks for the gospel. Thanks for Jesus, the king that was worthy, that is worthy. Look forward to meeting him someday in heaven. In the meantime, I'm thankful for his death and resurrection. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. 
If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.